Hey, what's up? This is Tony Brewer. You are listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. My countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Now, we're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. And today, we're going to talk about gratitude again. Listen, as a Christian, you you really can't talk about gratitude enough. We should be thankful to God for everything. I talk to a lot of people about the age of miracles being over and about when we ask for things in prayer, does God really give them to us? And I always relay a story that one of my teachers told about his wife saying, well, um, you know, I, I pray to God to help me find my car keys that I lost, and I found my car keys. And my teacher was like, but God doesn't work like that. That's not how prayer works. And her reply is, well, what do you want me to say? I prayed when I lost my car keys, and then I found my car keys. And, of course, he just kind of throws up his hands and like, what do you say? Here's the, here's the, the default for every Christian. If there's something good in your life, you thank God for it. If there's something bad in your life, take ownership of it and look for ways that you can better align yourself with the commandments, precepts, and divine examples found in God's word so that you can not have to deal with those bad things anymore all the time, understanding that the prince of this world is working against you and all who will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. You can choose to suffer as a, as a doer of good or you can choose to suffer as an evil person, but the suffering is going to be there. That, that's the idea. Now, that really doesn't have a whole lot to do with my podcast today. That just kind of lays the foundation. We can't talk about gratitude enough, and if you listen to last uh, Friday's episode, the episode before this, the part one of this episode, I, I go to the book of Romans and, and see how that God gave these people up to a reprobate mind because they didn't acknowledge God as God. And they weren't thankful, but the, the, the phraseology there leads me to believe that the first step on the road to God giving up a people to a reprobate mind is an attitude of ingratitude versus an attitude of gratitude. Why do I say that? Well, if you don't have an attitude of gratitude, you're going to think that you're the God. You're going to think that you did this by yourself. You're going to be a tortoise on a fence post, and you're going to look around and say, I did this on my own. You're going to be like little Jack Horner sitting in a corner and you're going to raise that thumb up and you're going to say, I'm a good boy. I did this. That's not the way Christians need to be. We understand that we're not an island or we should understand. Uh, Good to see everybody that's coming in. Uh, Brandon Dreschner, good to see you. Uh, Be sure uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, share the podcast, like the podcast, interact with it on whatever platform you listen to. And maybe share it on your social media. And uh, let's, let's, oh, which leads me to support. If you like the Cogitations podcast, go to www.patreon.com forward slash near churches and you can become a supporter there. That's a way you can support me for as little as a dollar a month. And that really helps. You can also go to digitalbiblestudy.org and support digitalbiblestudy.org and that helps me inadvertently. Uh, not quite as directly, but a rising tide raises all ships. Now, 
I want to turn your attention to this. Um, and, and incidentally, I can't remember if I acknowledge your existence. Good, good afternoon, Brandon Dreschner. Let me get in here to this. Uh, Uh-oh. Well, why did this? Oh, come on. All right. I, I Googled this to find, because the, this video is no longer available on TikTok. It's been shut as private, and I'm not going to go search this girl out and follow her account just so I can find this video. But this is the NBCMontana.com, and it's the, the title of the article. Viral video, young woman calls late father a racist, misogynistic Trump supporter at his funeral. And all of the political pundits, all of the social commentators are covering this. I'm not just trying to jump on the bandwagon. I just did an episode about gratitude, so I thought I would cover it as well because it is ingratitude gone to seed producing an oak tree. I mean, this is terrible. So I'm going to read to you. This is, this is um, a 19-year-old named Saga who describes themselves as a black supremacist on TikTok, which, incidentally, if, if you think that it would be okay, if, if you think this is okay for this young girl to describe herself as a black supremacist, because you think that black people are somehow oppressed in this country and there needs to be a snapback, then you are not in Christ. You are outside the fold. You have got to change your thinking on that. This is anti-Christ. There, you, you cannot be a black supremacist even, even any more than you can be a white supremacist. But in the United States of America, black people are so oppressed that this girl can be can call herself a black supremacist on TikTok and be lauded for it. So just just think about that. Anyway, uh, they describe themselves as a black supremacist on TikTok, and they appeared in a vital, viral video hurling insults at their late father during his funeral, calling him out for supposedly being a racist and a misogynistic Trump supporter. Here's what she said. She's given a supposed eulogy. What you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cisgender, straight white male, Saga told a crowded auditorium in a video captioned point of view. If you, uh, point of view, you're in the audience watching me refuse to sing the praises of a SHIT person at their funeral. The video posted by Saga has garnered 1.7 million views so far. Saga confirmed to the national desk, TND, that it was from his funeral that took place roughly a month ago. Saga, whose preferred pronouns are they, them, has a TikTok account full of videos speaking on the 19-year-old's perceived issues with cis men decrying racism. And, and let me, first off, misogynism is um, basically hating women being being uh, prejudiced towards women. And let me let me look up the word cis because you might not be familiar with that. Uh, we're going to look up cis, denoting or relating to a molecular structure in which two particular atoms or groups like oh wow. Um cis is a prefix on the on the side of Okay, th th there's no good definition here. 
Here's, okay, cis. It's short for cisgender. We do not make arbitrary distinctions between trans and cis women. Okay, basically, if you're a man and you say, I am a man, you're cisgender. If you're a woman and you say, I'm a woman, you're cisgender. Anyway, think about this. This young girl, this 19-year-old girl who's living in the greatest, wealthiest, freest nation that's ever existed is using the term cisgender or cis male as a pejorative, as an insult. Just, just think about that for a minute. But yet she's oppressed because of her gender and her race. At the onset of the video in which Saga insults her father, Saga can briefly be heard expressing gratitude toward him, but there, her tone, quickly shifted. Here's, here's a quote from the video. Dad, please know that while I am grateful and highly aware of all that you've given this family, I don't miss you. When you died, I felt like there was a hole. I missed something. But it wasn't you. It was the idea of what you could have become. I missed being able to hope and wish that one day you'd turn a corner and see the world from my perspective. How entitled can you be? Not everybody is going to see the world from your perspective. It's just not going to happen. Saga went on to say that when their father died, it solidified the fact that he was never going to become the person they wanted. You'll never be what you could have been, but only what you are. And what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis, straight white man. Notice, you, you can tell a lot about these people by the language they use. Xenophobic is meaning that it, it, it's nationalism. It's like Ch the Chinese people are, or the Chinese government is very xenophobic. Uh, the Japanese government is very xenophobic. Nobody in but the Chinese or Japanese. Most foreign nations uh, practice xenophobia in some, to, to some degree or another. The United States of America is uniquely not xenophobic. We are a melting pot, and we pride ourselves in being so. Now, notice xenophobic, misogynistic, racist, that a cis straight white man is equal to, in negativity, being a xenophobic racist. Loving Trump is also equal to a moral equivalent. If you're a Trump supporter, you are the moral equivalent of a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic person. Do you know, you know who else? You, you, see, you see the narrative here. All right. It's a, just, well, now you're a Nazi. You're a Hitler. And we got to do everything we can to destroy Hitler. That, that's the idea. This poor woman, this poor young woman went off the rails. So Saga went on to say that when her father died, it solidified the fact that he was never going to be, uh, never going to become the person they wanted. That's why are you so entitled to think that you can mold everybody into your image? If we all try to, to help mold everyone around us in our sphere of influence to God's image, the world would be a better place. But that's the problem with these folks that are ingrates. 
You are the supreme. Self is the supreme. All right. Saga added that their father was everything they aspired not to be and that they refused to sing the praises of of a man who is the paradigm of white supremacy. She says, or they say, I swear to God I will make this world a better place, not at all because of you, but in exact opposition to you. Saga concluded at her dad's funeral. What a stinking ingrate. Like, that is terrible. And the, the problem is, in this political climate, this speech is lauded. There were actually people who applauded at this speech. I watched the video. Um, it's, it's, it's on some other platforms. I, I, I wasn't able to get it uh, to, for you to listen to. But I watched it, and there were some people who applauded. So we go on. The, the National Desk uh, spoke with Saga, who defended the speech and argued, you can't respect a dead body. Now think about what that means. That means that the highest form of existence, the highest plane, that in other words, once you're, once you're alive, you have there there's nothing to transcend you are as uh you are as complete and as tran- transcendent as you ever are going to be no wonder these people are depressed and 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 sad and and disgruntled and disenfranchised this world is not something to endure and to be molded by the experiences of it to make you a better person for the next life, this world is as good as it gets. And if this world is as good as it gets, it's no wonder we have all the mental health issues, like this young generation has all the mental health health issues that it does. uh, This person says, funerals and speeches are to provide solace to the people giving them. Again, no gratitude, all selfish. My solace was in my truth. It was expressing and condemning all of the trauma my father has caused to me. I can't read that without laughing. And expressing my grief the way I needed to express it. Saga told the TND, Some people think the funeral wasn't the right place. But what was the right place? It's a good question. She actually hit on a good question. There was not a right place. If that's really the way you feel, just keep that to yourself. The man's dead. You can't change anything that he was. Let's say he's everything that you thought he was. Let's say that he's worse. What good is you running him down and and disparaging his legacy going to do you? All you're doing, it's like taking poison and expecting the other person to get sick. Whenever would I get another opportunity to speak my truth and not just on TikTok to a screen, but really speak it? A part of me wanted to prove to myself that I had the bravery and the balls to be able to stand in my truth and belt it out to whoever could hear, which is why I did it. Let me tell you something, young lady. If you really want to prove your bravery and your balls, live for somebody other than yourself. Live a life of gratitude to the people who got you where you are. Honor them. Do not dishonor them. That's the way you can show your bravery and your balls. It reminds me of whenever Robert De Niro stood up at some award ceremony 
and said, F Trump. And, and to the applause and cheers of the masses. And people were lauding him for being brave. You're not being brave. That's like a gospel preacher standing up in a congregation with a sign on the door that says Church of Christ and preaching about the one true church. That doesn't take bravery. It doesn't take bravery to speak something to a group that agrees with you. It takes bravery to live a life in commensurate with values and ideals that are difficult to live up to. Sagan noted that they hope their speech has inspired others to stand firm in their truth and speak it no matter what the discerning opi- uh, dissenting opinions would say and comfort others who have lost family members they didn't get along with. I wanted to let people mourn him without a dissenting opinion sourcing their idea of my dad, but that robs me of my opportunity to make peace with his death, Saga concluded. Go get a therapist. There, there's, there's patient-client confidentiality. Go get a therapist and, and, and say all of that stuff to your therapist. Better yet, go to church. Talk to your religious leaders behind closed doors and say all of that stuff. Help, let, let them help you work through that. But don't publicly deride the man and, and speak ill of him and rob other people of their solace. Notice, it's, it's, a, tortoise, it's a tortoise on a fence post, and she's saying, I got here all by myself and, I, and, and to hell with what anybody else would think besides me. I don't care about their needs. I don't care about their desires. I don't care about their comfort. I wanted to show that I'm brave and that I could speak my truth. And what she really wanted to do is rob other people of the good notions that they had about this man who had died. Folks, you're talking about an ingrate. That is an ingrate. I cannot, I cannot even believe what I just read. Now, let's, let's get into some of what the Bible talks about here. First off, uh, it, is very, it, it, is, it is very high on the hierarchy of things that God wants us to do to honor our father and mother. Well, Tony, what if I didn't have a good father and mother? You still got to honor them because there is one thing that they gave you for which you need to be grateful. And that's your life. Now, they may have made your life a certain type of hell, whether on purpose or whether through ignorance. But you're alive and you're sucking air because of them. Listen to this. This is Matthew chapter 15. Then the scribes and the Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. Incidentally, for those of you that that like to follow along, Mark chapter 7 is where you can find this parallel account. And it is from Mark chapter 7 that we learn an interesting word. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress to the commandment or transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whosoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift from God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. 
Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Now, what did Jesus mean by this? Well, the feeding of the 5,000 had just taken place, and the Pharisees, the Jewish leadership, I should say, uh, the Pharisees who were from Jerusalem, the Pharisees traversed the Lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee, multiple miles to go tell Jesus, hey, whenever you did that miracle where you fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes, your people didn't wash their hands. You violated the tradition of our fathers. Jesus said, well, you violate the commandment of God by these same traditions. Here's the commandment of God. Honor your father and mother. What does that mean? That doesn't mean obey your parents when you're old. That means honor them. That means take care of them when they're old. When you're a grown folk, you don't have to obey your parents. You're your own person. But you do have to take care of your parents. You have to honor them. Why? They gave you life. If they didn't do anything else for you, they gave you life. And you should honor that. When it comes time to take care of them, you, whenever it comes time where they can no longer work, you got to take care of them. Let me tell you what these foolish, hypocritical Pharisees were doing, the Jewish leadership, these upper echelon of Jewish people. Let's say that you had a certain amount of money put back to take care of your parents. You go give it. We'll say it's $100,000. You go give it to the priest and you say, I want to give this to God. In Mark chapter 7, we learn this tradition was called Corbin. So you give this money as Corbin to the priest at the temple. And then when it comes time to take care of your parents, you say, hey, listen, everything that I was going to use to take care of you in your old age is Corbin. It's given to God. You can't fault me for giving money to God, can you? Well, no, I I don't guess I can. And then what you would do after they died in squalor from neglect, you would go back to the priest and you would get your $100,000 back, less a little usage fee. So thereby, the tradition, you would circumvent the commandment. Oh, Isaiah told you, or told well of you, these people honor me with their mouth, or with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They teach as doctrines the commandment of men. In vain do they worship me. Folks, if we don't have an attitude of gratitude, we will end up being vain in everything that we do because nothing we do will have any meaning whatsoever outside of our own selves. We will, we will devolve into pure hedonism, simply looking for the next dopamine fix. Let's not do that. Let's let's not do that at all. I tell you, this uh, th- th- this was kind of rough. 
Um, it, it got me going when I heard this. I couldn't believe it. Look, I don't, I don't have the best. I didn't have the best upbringing. My poor old parents, they adopted me. I was adopted from a very traumatic situation. They didn't know how to handle me. And then we had a very traumatic situation happen uh, whenever I was young, even in that environment. And they, they furthermore still didn't know how to handle me. So they, they furthermore still didn't know how to handle me. And it just, it kind of, it kind of helix downward through no fault of anybody's really, but it's still just from a very pragmatic sense, a practical standpoint, I had a rough upbringing. But I, I still don't dishonor my family, my, my parents. They did the best they could with what they had. And let me tell you something. Even if they were 10 times worse than what they were, I would be 100 times better off than if I were left in the situation they found me in. So I have an attitude of gratitude. I'm real with the situation, but, but I, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to God Almighty. Even even the bad things that's happened to me in the past, through probably no fault of my own, some of them, a lot of them were through fault of my own, you got me? But even some of them happened through no fault of my own. They were something that happened to me. They, they weren't something that I, it, I participated in. They made me who I am today, so I'm grateful for all of my past experiences, all of my past interactions. They've made me who I am. So I'm going to be grateful for that. I'm even, I'm even going to be grateful for the bad things. And I'm going to honor God, ultimately. My mother and father did the best they could with what they had. So I'm going to honor them. Now, I'm really glad that my sister and brother-in-law brother are successful financially because they'll be able to take care of my mother. I can offer moral support because I'm not as successful financially as they are. And, and I'm thankful that my, my dad was uh, prudent in the way he financially planned because I think my, my mother is taken care of pretty well financially, probably without the, needing the help of me or my sister. But that being the case, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not trying to, to, to share. I'm not trying to overshare here. I'm just trying to illustrate. Even when things aren't perfect, you, you need to be thankful. And I am. And, and, and I hope that you would be too, despite all of the blemishes in your past. Now, let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Actually, let's back up to Ephesians chapter 5. Listen to it. And do, this is verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And then Paul tells us how to be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, giving thanks always for all things to God, submitting to one another in the fear of God. If we don't learn to submit to one another in the fear of God, we won't be able to live a spirit-filled life, Christian. You need to honor your father and mother. Well, Tony, where did you get honor your father and mother in submitting to one another in the fear of God? Check it out. How do I submit? What, what's that look like, Paul? Wives, submit to your own husbands. Husbands, love your Christ. Love your Christ. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And um, 
Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live a long, live long on earth. And fathers, don't provoke, provoke your children to wrath. Bond servants, obey the, the masters. Masters, um, be nice to your uh, masters. Do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. So if you want to live a spirit-filled life, take care of your parents. Children, obey your parents, and then, and when you get old, honor your parents. That's how you live a spirit-filled life. You see, we can't submit one. We can't submit to one another in the fear of God if we're not gratitude, if we're not grateful for what we've been given. And this young woman certainly wasn't. And look, I quite frankly don't have enough time to go into all of the other things that has been, that was dug up out of her TikTok account. She made this video where uh, she was celebrating the fact that this man had a terminal illness. She was celebrating that fact. Look, even, even God Almighty, who has the right to do what he wants, he says, as I live, saith the Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from their ways and live. Turn you, turn you from your evil ways and live, for why will you die, O house of Israel? That's Ezekiel 33-something, around verse 10 or so. Check, check, check me on that. Anyway, even God doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. And let's say this man was as wicked and terrible as she actually says he was. To celebrate that is anti-Christ. And we need to do better. I hope, I hope that I've given you some things to think about today. If you find yourself living a life where you're always resentful, where you're always um, feeling like somebody's out to get you, when you're always feeling like some like the world is stacked against you, it may be because at a baseline. You're not grateful. I know that I find myself in that situation many times. And as trite as it sounds, the best thing to do when you start feeling that way is count your many blessings. And you just might be surprised what all God has done for you. And in fact, let's say you have some parents that were less than perfect. Maybe you start counting your blessings that you received from your parents. And it might surprise you. The good things about you are because of them, just like the bad things about you are because of them as well. Folks, that's all I've got here. This has been Tony Brew with Cogitations. I hope you support the podcast, www.patreon.com forward slash near churches. And uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Be sure and follow the Cogitations Facebook page. God bless you. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side.